What's the Car Talk podcast? Hello and welcome back to the Car Culture. No, I've done it again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No. Amazing. Oh, you got to keep that in. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep it in. Welcome back to the Car Talk podcast, um, a show where we talk about the latest car news. And I buggered the intro again. How are you doing, Matty? <laughs> yeah, uh, very well. Thanks. Yeah. Good man. Um, well, this month we're going to do... Uh, we haven't got a guest on, this, this is a bit annoying, but um, we are making up for it with our theme because we're going to be talking about what is the most perfect car. Matty, we're going to have a sort of discussion later on about what makes the perfect car. And we're going to basically take bits from other cars and make the perfect car. How does we that certainly sound? certainly are. Yeah. I have got this one boxed. As usual, listeners and viewers, just like with the alternative fuels, I have won this one. Well, obviously, first we'll start with the latest car news. Matty, would you like to uh, start us off? Yes, I certainly would. And it's good news for me uh, <laughs> this month. Um, I'm not afraid to say this and tell you this because um, a fun fact this year, so far, the Car Talk podcast this year in 2023, not one episode has surpassed 100 views yet. So... <laughs> I think that this secret is fairly safe. And the secret is, is that I've bought a new car. Is that right then? Well, you know what it is, Bailey, but you were meant to sort of go like, oh, really? What is it? Sort of thing. Yeah, what what is it? (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you asked that. It's uh, a Lexus IS200. Um, Japanese like that absolutely yeah but i've joined the jap club bailey on but you know my car isn't a hairdresser's car it's yeah. a proper proper straight six japanese okay. car yeah <laughs> um so yeah a few a few a few facts a few facts about my amazing car that's better than bailey's japanese car um 155 oh. brake horsepower um straight six as we said a near 50 50 weight distribution and um, among everything else, all the sort of bits that you want to sort of have out of a daily car, absolutely flawless. Plus, Alan Partridge had one. So <laughs> what do you think of that? Very nice. But I'm wondering, how do they get so few horsepower out of a six-cylinder? Have they only managed to get 155? And they were like, yep, that's good. That's good enough. Well, you could get the you could get the three liter version towards the end of production, um, and you could also import a Toyota Altezza, which was basically the same car but better. Mm. Um, but you know, um, I decided to buy one uh, that had done one hundred sixty one thousand miles off a old man, and it's beige. So uh, of course yeah. it is. <laughs> you are really the James May in this situation, aren't you? <laughs> I, I'm the James May of the Car Talk podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, well that's I'm um, very happy for you Matty that sounds exciting hopefully we can see more about that car on your channel is that is that going to be happening uh, I, I'm really not sure what I'm doing with it yet I've just bought it as a daily for now um, but we'll see I, I, I have a tendency to buy a car not even reveal it to the channel and then sell it straight away <laughs> without even doing anything with it so we'll see we'll see mm. what happens cool cool Anyway, I'd like to talk about the new Toyota Land Cruiser. It's a shame it's not the Urban Cruiser, isn't it? <laughs> um, I don't know if you've uh, had a look at this, Matty. It's uh, it's quite nice, actually. It's very retro-styled. Um, it's actually got 
the reminiscence of the uh, the old Toyota FJ, whatever it was, I can't remember, with the same sort of colour scheme. Um, I don't know if you've got any pictures up of it. I um, certainly have. I had this as a, a story as well. This is another SUV that I am very fond of. Mm, I agree with you. So is this going to um, be for sale in the UK or...? It is, actually, yeah. It's the first one coming to the UK, which is pretty cool. It's coming with a 2.8-litre four-cylinder. So that probably isn't going to be the fastest engine, but it's going to be quite torquey, hopefully. Um, and you can see, I mean, it's it's very off-roady. It's got the very off-roady feel to it. You know, the underside. Um, I don't know what you call that under-tray thing at the front. Yeah. That stops, obviously, um, if you hit like a, a rock or something. It doesn't make any damage to the front. But I think overall it's a very cool looking car, isn't it? One little thing that's really proper, like, what's the word? Making me happy, giving me life, as the um, millennials would say, is uh, the, the fact that the steering wheel has the word Toyota spelt out instead of the logo. It just reminds me of a, like a really old either Land Cruiser or Hilux or yeah. something. I love the retro theme. It's very cool. I, I do like a retro looking car and obviously with the modern lights and things it does look very sleek still so that's mm. gonna be quite interesting to see in the uk as well so um, looking forward to seeing that on the road it certainly is um and speaking of japanese cars um the lexus is 200 right um it's a pretty underrated <laughs> car would you would you agree yeah i'd say i mean it's quite kind of forgotten about almost isn't it yeah, and it was at the time, um, you know, quite a, a, a good alternative choice to the usual BMW, mm. Audi, and Mercedes lineup. Anyway, the reason I brought up the Lexus IS two hundred again um, was because the um, motoring magazine Autocar this week have released. Actually, it was today they've released uh, the most underrated cars ever made. Okay, so not just Ooh. top 10 most underrated cars. These are auto cars, in their opinion, most underrated cars ever made. So they have got a few sort of um, engineering greats that were sort of didn't get the recognition that they deserved. Um, but one car that they haven't wrote on there is the Lexus IS 200, um, which huh. obviously it's very, it's very sad news for the North that. Um, but would you like to listen to would you like to hear some of the cars that they claim are the most underrated cars ever I would and I bet you they're not underrated <laughs> no they really they really should never have existed basically um, the, these cars are such bad news like it's it's almost like that they accidentally released them and um, you know they were basically failed abortions is what these cars <laughs> should have been um so uh any, any any guesses before we start any guesses let me guess an austin maestro or something right you're you're, you're pretty close there one of them was um an austin maxi oh. um and, and that is underrated because the beds turn in the, sorry the seats turn into a, a double bed you know <laughs> big whoop you know it's not exactly a car that alan partridge had is it like mine no. but anyway <laughs> um, let me let me tell you right so there's three out of the 40 that i picked out 40 underrated cars one of them was a Vauxhall insignia stock Stock insignia. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> I, 
I'd rather have a Cavalier. Okay, so number two was a Nissan Pulsar. Do you even know what that is? It's not the Pulsar. Yeah, it's the it's the hatchback one. Yeah, the um, the old like uh, late 80s one, isn't it? Yeah, they didn't put that in. They just put the hatchback in. And yeah. finally, um, good news for um, people who live in Ascot, like uh, <laughs> Slug and Lettuce Girls, who might have had an unwanted pregnancy. The <laughs> Fiat 500L apparently is one of the most underrated really? cars ever. Really, honestly, it's it's there. It's uh, it's honestly, it's beggar's belief. And to quote Donald Trump, this is fake news. <laughs> well, do you, do you reckon that was they chose those cars because nobody bought them, and that's like they're like yep, that's underrated. Well, I don't know, but everyone bought an Insignia. You know what I mean? It doesn't True, mean they're yeah. underrated. So it's absolutely. I'm actually closing the tab now because <laughs> I'm so frustrated at looking at this. Good man, and I think we should move it on to the new Fisker Ronin. Have you heard of the uh, brand Fisker? You know, they made that old yes. electric car that Top Gear reviewed. It had the solar panel on it. Anyway, they've got a new one uh, for the first time in a century. And it's called the Fisker Ronin. Um, now, obviously, cool. this is a uh, it's a very good-looking car, actually. It's obviously got uh, electric motors. It's got three of them, actually. And it's going to have over 600 miles of range, which I think is quite impressive for a electric car. That's almost like getting to the normal diesel sort of territory now, isn't it? Um, and it's got the Mazda RX-8 setup as well, hasn't it? Really, with the yeah. doors. Yeah, it looks. It's got like reminiscence of like an old '90s sort of Japanese, I suppose, JDM car in a way. It's going to have a thousand horsepower, um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. But I think it looks quite good. Yeah, just a shame about the name of the company that makes it, isn't it? Yeah, Fisk isn't really. Uh, what I'd call interesting uh, in terms of a name. No, and and <laughs> as Top Gear pointed out back, back in the day, it does sound like something else that's a bit naughty. So um... <laughs> Yeah, Fister, right. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Have you got anything uh, else? Yeah, yes, uh, moving, moving swiftly on um, to... Uh, we've got a few things actually to get here. Let's see if uh, we can... Best choose the best news story to sort of relate to the new Fisker um, electric sports car. And it is another electric car. Mm, um, what a surprise. Yes, it is. Um, this is absolutely brilliant. So much so that I'm going to send you the link so you can oh. view it straight away, Bailey. Um, now, viewers will know, uh, regular viewers, if you watch the podcast all the time, so that's all 34 of you. Um, we have a running theme of um, of wrapped and um, different paintwork for the beautiful Citroen Ami. You can now get a gold-wrapped Citroen Ami. For God's sake. How cool is I that? Mean, it's, it's kind of unnecessary, but I suppose it would appeal to the uh, people who live in Knightsbridge as the pictures are portraying there. Well, sort of market. I... I think that um, I think that we should, uh, in this instance, mention our friend Daniel Actorhouse. Um, I don't think no, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's bought one of these. I think he was thinking about buying one. Um, he's definitely he's definitely driven one, and he's definitely a fan of them. Um, and without mm. giving away his address, he's from around the sort of. Uh, affluent sort of Cheshire sort of um, ways, and I think a gold-plated Citroen Ami would fit in it's very well. For Daniel. 
around around the Cheshire sort of ways. Yeah, that and it would be perfect for mm. Daniel. And I really could um, imagine him turning up uh, outside the Cheshire Savoy um, in that car. <laughs> Definitely. I agree. <laughs> it does look quite funny with it when it, when it's gold, doesn't it? It's kind of like. It looks, it looks like a little sweet wrapper going around. Yeah, oh my god, you took the words out of your mouth. It looks like something that is uh, out of a tin of quality streets. And um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's uh, frankly. It's out, it's out of a tin of quality streets and it is down a quality street. There we are. Um, if you want a gold one of those, then that's the car for you. Matty, have you seen the new Lamborghini that's been revealed? Just about two days ago, is it the is it the concept one yes. with the four door? Yes, I have seen that, and I am so desperate for them to release it. What what's it called again? Really, I don't want them to release it because it's stupid. Uh, it's called the Lamborghini Lanzador. It's like they took part of the Aventador and then put a, a lizard name on the front of it. Um, and it's an all electric four seater. They they're calling it an ultra coupe, an ultra GT. Sorry. Um, Whatever that means. Basically, it's another way of saying it. it's not a fucking SUV. <laughs> um, but it's not an SUV, and it looks so much more interesting than the Aorus. I'd rather them make this and just stop selling the Aorus, honestly. Um, I would agree with that if they put a petrol engine in it. Because I yeah, think it looks possibly. overall quite good, but it's just, it's just mm. I don't know, the electric part of it. I think it kind of looks... I don't know if you ever saw the uh, the, the Aorus concept from about 10, 15 years ago, and it kind of looks like that at the moment. I don't know if it will change how it looks and when it released. But, mm. um, it, it, it has remnants to me of particularly the older sort of Audi A3 three-door, um, yeah. where it's sort of like a squarish sort of chunky body. Do you mean this A2, um, not the A3? A2, sorry, yeah. Um, it it kind of reminds me of that, but I, I, think it looks, I think it looks absolutely stunning, especially from the back. Yeah, I do think it, it does. Look, it's a very good-looking car, um, but in terms of like how it's powered, obviously we talked about the electric. It's it says it's going to produce one thousand three hundred forty-one horsepower, which is very specific, which is quite mental mm. for like a car like that, isn't it? Um, yeah. And they're saying it has a new generation high-performance battery, whatever that means. <laughs> um, in other words, it's got a more powerful uh, Duracell. It's probably a double A, triple A battery. Um, but it's meant to release. We've got a bit of a while to wait. It's 2028 saying release. 2028. So the new generation battery won't be new in 2028, will it? Well, exactly. That's, that's yeah. kind of stupid, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the uh, the Lamborghini. It's obviously had a bit of controversy around it because obviously some people don't want it to be electric, which is just how it's just going to be, isn't it? Um but overall, I think the looks are quite quite nice. So yeah, anything else, Matty? You got? Uh, yes, certainly do. Um, this week we have um, more bad news. So remember, um, a few weeks ago we had um, Jack Mortimer on the podcast, um, and yeah. we actually it was actually a joke, guys. It was a joke that we said that in. However, long, long down the line, we'll have a headline on the Car Talk podcast about the strange sort of crappy car maker that is Jeep. Um, 
This all come after the owner at the time said, uh, the CEO at the time said that they'd screwed up too many times. And um, we joked and said in a few few months time, we'll be saying, Jeep, they've screwed up again. Um, well, it turns out they have. <laughs> um, uh, they have screwed up again oh. <laughs> pretty, pretty drastically. Um, they've got a recall with uh, 340,000 SUVs due to software issues. 340,000? I didn't even know there was 340,000 in the world. But I didn't is. even know 340,000 people bought a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 340,000 people worldwide have bought a Jeep, but they've screwed up again, and there is a recall. So that is um, a tragic loss, and I have no more to say on the matter. It is. Anyway, moving on. Um, let's talk about the... Uh, have you heard of the uh, noise cameras, Matty, that they've started to implement? Yeah, I I have, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's not great news for motorists because um, basically the noise cameras are the same sort of thing as speed cameras and said they do what they say, which is noise. Um, Now, apparently, uh, six out of ten drivers say that the new noise cameras tech should be rolled out nationwide. Mm. And I think that's... uh, Six out of ten people is a lot. And most of those people probably aren't car people, as I can imagine. But that just, it just sucks because that means it's going to get the vote, isn't it? Yeah, Um, no. And, uh, you know, people have just got the priorities wrong. Um, I was, I was reading something. I was reading something about some sort of thing that is annoying that happens on the road all the time um, that people generally, it doesn't seem, are really too bothered about. Um, oh, it was drink driving. It was drink mm. driving. Um, you know, no one seems to be um, going on about that. And then uh, also, nine out of ten people ignore the red X's on smart motorways. Yeah. Um, no one is bothered about that. Um, old people are a liability on yeah. the road, but, you know, young people still get it in the neck. Um, I was reading today, actually, uh, this is an article from a few months ago, but uh, it says here, according to the RAC, young drivers who recently passed their tests are set to be banned from giving friends lifts for the first 12 months. Um, really? So it's pretty shocking, this 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 stuff that um, people campaign for when there's so many more bigger issues, you know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I think, I wish, as England as a country, I wish we were more like France and protested yes. it more, because people in this country go, oh, we just have to do with it, rather than actually going, no, I don't think this is right, and let's try and change it, because we're just basically being controlled by everyone else who's uh, in charge. But just going back quickly, Matty, to the uh, noise cameras, because i got a little point to bring up. If you buy, like, a Porsche 911 GT3 RS, for example, my dream car, um, <laughs> what How's that going to work? Because if you know, as, as as a factory car, that's coming out quite you know quite a loud car. So are you going to get fined for that for having a loud loud car in the first place? How does it? How is it going to work? That's what I don't understand. Uh, I I really I really I couldn't answer that. I don't know. No, I wasn't asking you. I was just asked <laughs> as a debate. But um, you know, like even that, and also just. You know, like lorries going past, they're quite loud anyway. Not even necessarily their engine, just the stuff in the in the back of it. You know, like mm. skip lorries and things. They're, they're pretty loud. So how's it yeah. going to work with all that? So I don't. Know. Oh, I, I don't know. But I did read um, or was watching a video where someone actually has. Um, I think it's somewhere in. I think it's like Ireland or somewhere where they already have pretty strict regulations on 
um, the amount of noise that comes out of your exhaust. So basically, uh, he has a modded exhaust that he fits for when he can get away with it for whatever reason and mm. um a stock one <laughs> that he swaps over for when <laughs> i think he's like said Brilliant. like oh uh, the you know the garter which is the police in south southern ireland mm. garter when they start cracking down i just put me stock exhaust on but when they're <laughs> when they go away i put me me modified exhaust on which has got a few more holes in the in the tailpipe uh, and uh, you know that might have to be a way of getting around it having two exhausts yeah, customizable <laughs> exhausts. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a shame, really. But um, you know, just because, like, you know, even the police, some police like modifying cars, and obviously they surely they can understand from their point of view that actually it's just stupid. I think we have should all seen, just move um, to America. Have you seen that police officer guy? I think he's on. He's on probably TikTok more than YouTube. Yes. But I see shorts on YouTube, and he's like. Mm-hmm. Your windows are too dark if you'd have this. And he holds up like a ruler and says, too dark. Too... I can't remember yeah. the channel name, but it's like DM something media or something. Yeah, I've subscribed to them on, on uh, YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they do quite good tip videos, but obviously some of them get a bit of hate because obviously it's like, oh, why should I insure my car? It's got stickers on it and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Which I, Maybe which I get. we should get him on the podcast. Maybe we should, yes. For a debate. <laughs> That'd be, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Moving on, Matty, swiftly before we go on to our theme, obviously I've got two more pieces of news. I don't know how many bits you've got. I, I've got a couple, but I can just stick to one. It's the other two are boring. All right, cool. Um, I quite like to talk about the new BMW M5, Matty, for this year or next year, whatever it is. Um, now, <laughs> what do I have to say about this? Well, I don't like it because uh, I don't know if we mentioned last time about the new... F- i5 or I think it was when Jack was on actually um, that I that I don't think I liked it but I don't know if we can't I can't remember if we said we liked it or not anyway um, the new I don't one, like it yes I'm glad you agree it's it's a it's a bit funky looking it's 20, 2024 BMW M5 now uh, it still maintains the twin turbo V8 which obviously is the only good part about it mm. um, but it's coming with a hybrid system so it's going to have a bit more power I think it's up to 800 and something or other um, but the hybrid system's from the XM SUV so it's sort of transferring parts over now from the other BMWs but the most important bit about the whole car itself and the, why a lot of people don't like it is obviously because of the looks it's just I don't know what there's I don't know what are thinking like you know the last sort of few cars they've done as we've talked about before they're all just like unnecessarily stupid I don't know what um, you think of it yeah it's as we said this is all to um, appeal to the Chinese market that they're trying mm. to tap into um, and as a result a lot of these BMs just really do look shocking um, I think the problem, my main problem with that M, the new M5 competition or the new M5 even, not even the competition, um, <clears throat> is that it's just far too ostentatious. And you, if you drove one of them and pulled up in a car park, you just look like a complete prat. Mm. And the whole idea of sort of, um, I know it's not a hot hash, but it's what would you call it? It's like a sports saloon, isn't it? Yeah, a um, sports saloon. Sort of and I guess the the whole idea of, of these sort of cars is that they're meant to sort of retain a certain amount of normality. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're supposed to be able to tell that it's a sports car, otherwise, you know, what's the point in 
you know, spend all that money for people to not know that you're driving sort of something special. Um, mm. But for me, a car like that, if someone was to pull up to a junction and I had the opportunity to let them out into my road, I wouldn't because that looks like an absolute complete tosser's car, honestly. <laughs> I love a little rant there, mate. Um, well, I was thinking earlier on when I was looking at this um, and a few times before, you know, in Top Gear, when they reviewed the, uh, the 2012 5 Series, which at the time was obviously new, um, I think that is the best-looking M5 or 5 Series. And they mm. said it is probably... I think Top Gear themselves, like Jeremy James and Richard, they all said that it is the best-looking car on sale at that time. Uh, even though it was just like a saloon. It was just... Because it had everything about it that was good in you know terms yeah. of uh, technology in it. And obviously, the, the looks were great. It was simple, but also... Good yeah, basically, it still looks it still looks contemporary today, doesn't it? And what's happened yeah. since then? We had a contemporary car for sort of this sort of day and age, and since that came out, they've just made them worse and worse uh-huh. and worse. And it just, it just like, makes you think. But like, yeah. why? If you know, if something like that is is perfect, why change it? <laughs> why change it to I, make it look worse? I guess they just have to. They have to add more airbags. They have to increase this aerodynamics that emissions and it it just ends up being um a complete sort of catastrophe yeah yeah it's a shame um i have to see i mean these are renders so it could look a bit different at the final but uh we will see when it releases next year uh matty have you got anything else yeah, uh, final bit of news from me. Uh, unfortunately, this is the last podcast um, that will go out um, before uh, the ULES uh, zone expands to the oh, whole yeah, of, of whole of whole, all of the London boroughs. Um, basically, um, the most recent news that we've got about this is that uh, all drivers now, whether you're on benefits or not, it was originally for you just on benefits, are being offered two thousand pound. Uh, to scrap the car so it's basically two thousand pounds towards a new car uh, if you want one um we don't need to go over this again it's very sad news that a lot of uh, sort of rare interest and, and basically perfectly working cars will be uh, scrapped as a result mm. of the ULES. um so uh, i have gathered together a list of ULES compliant cars uh, oh, that are also advice owned Old and classic, um, basically. Uh, number one, just FYI, would be the Fiat Brava. Uh, I used to have one, very good cars. If you can find one, buy one, especially if you live in London, um, because they are you less compliant. Um, you've also got the Mark One Golf GTI, uh, if you wanted to splash out one of them. If you're looking for a convertible to eke out the rest of summer, you can have a Triumph TR6. They're you less compliant. The Mini, the original Mini, BMC Mini, it's compliant with ULES. Uh, Vauxhall Viva, don't buy one of them. Uh, <laughs> Rover P6, if you want to look like Margaret Thatcher, don't buy one of them, but they are very good cars. Um, the Austin 7, basically a Mini. The Mercedes-Benz W213, do you remember that, Bailey? So it's basically like yes. the C-Class before it was the C-Class. ULES compliance. I'm yeah. noticing a theme with these cars. They're all before 80s. Yeah. Uh, what about a, what about a Toyota <laughs> Land Cruiser? They're, they're compliant. Um, Lamborghini Countach. 
you lesbian clients. Uh, Land Rover Defender, before it was called the Defender, uh, yep. ULES compliant. Ford Capri, uh, the E21 3 Series, um, that is ULES compliant. And uh, the Rover 225 Bubble, they are also <laughs> both ULES compliant. So, take your pick there, really. Something for everyone. Exactly. Whether you're rich, poor, or on benefits. One more piece of news from me, Matty. That was actually quite uh, interesting and helpful, uh, your you. piece of news there. Uh, but the new Zenvo Aurora, which I think is quite a cool name. Um, if you have a look at this, Matty. I'm up. sure we've mentioned this car before. Didn't this come out like when we first started the podcast? No. Oh. <laughs> you probably think of a different Zenvo, which has a tilted wing on it. Um, this is a new Zenvo, obviously. Um and it's, it's keeping the V12, but there's like two different versions. So there's a racing one and like a normal road going one, as you can see in the picture. Uh, if you're watching on, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, then obviously bad luck to you. You can't see it. Um, and it's going to keep the, uh, well, it's going to keep, it's got a 6.6 litre quad turbo V12, which but it's might hybrid. sound pretty cool. It is hybrid, yes. It's yeah. going to do 280 miles an hour, which is uh, quite mental. Um, but yeah, what do we think of that, Matty? What do you think of the uh, look of it? I think it's quite cool. Yeah, it looks, looks great. looks like a proper hypercar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I just can't understand, though, about these about about these cars, especially this one, hybrid, you know, it's not like it's going to be travelling at slow speeds in traffic very often, is it? Like You say that, point? you'll have some idiot that buy it and just drive it around London for, this, <laughs> for its whole life. <laughs> um, but I know what you mean, yeah, it's just... I suppose it's just to fit the regulations because they want they obviously wanted to keep the V12 in it and yeah. it has it which is good. Hybrid is fine. It'll be muffled but it will have mm. I think it's got like a 1800 horsepower or something. Um again it's just silly fast. So these you know it's get, we're getting into the a 1000 horsepower seems normal now that's like <laughs> what it's getting into. I know yeah I know a 1000 horsepower like when they bought out the Bugatti Veyron that was like wow you know what yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, it's funny you should say that. It complies with Euro 7 emissions regulations, so <laughs> probably should be safe to drive around London. Oh, of course um, it is. It's brand new and it's a hybrid. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> annoying. It's going to cost them a couple of million quid, I imagine. Um, but that's it from me. Um, we should move on to our theme, I think. Yes. Um, I don't know what you've prepared for this, Matty, but I've sort of just, you know, thought of things on the go, as usual. Uh, but basically, we're going to be talking about what would make the perfect car. Mm. And I'm sure Matty and I would have different opinions on this, but we're going to sort of... The idea is that we're going to take bits of cars from different cars, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't know, a headlight from a Mazda MX-5 and put it on this chassis that we're going to make... Um, you have to think about it. We're not going to draw it because we're idiots. Mm. Matty, would you like to start off of whatever you've thought of? Or we can I, sort I, of both like put in you, ideas. If you want to add stuff in, this is fine. But um, I could basically summarise this in around 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try and drag this out as best as possible. Um, if worse comes to worse, Bailey, you're just going to have to put like a few nice cat videos on the screen to sort of drag <laughs> out the podcast a bit more. Um, That's fine, yes. But um, the theme that I've decided to go for is uh, designing the perfect daily. 
You know what I mean? Ooh, okay. A lot of us, they, a lot of us, uh, daily cars that are pretty. You know, you could do a lot better, um, and that's for some people through no fault of their own. It's all, all they can sort of afford, or all they sort of think that they can afford. Um, but basically, if uh, you know, thoughts in your head are free. Um, so you can think of the perfect daily in your head and it won't cost you a penny. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what I've done. Um, so I've decided that my perfect daily should be a saloon um, and it should be around 71 millimeters shorter than a E46 BMW 3 Series. Because when I had one of them, I felt that it was just a little bit too long. I think I know um, where this is going. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, many saloons are... Um, the sort of top-spec engine is a two-litre engine, but I decided to let my imagination run wild and uh, go for a three-litre engine... <laughs> and uh, funnily enough, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, six cylinders. Is it? Um, oh, I'd never it, even it, guessed that. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, it's going to have pedals. This this will interest you. This you won't see this one coming. It's going to have drilled pedals from a Lamborghini Diablo. Um, <laughs> is that so, actually where they're from? <laughs> so we've got a pretty pretty sporty theme coming here. Um, but it should be modern and timeless, unlike the uh, BMWs that we see today. Um, this one is going to have ageless styling, really. Um, silver tail lights, little circle rear tail lights as well. It's going to still look modern, contemporary, very sharp and edgy still today, uh, and still appeal to the young man today, which we are, Bailey. Um, it's going to have a beautiful part leather, part suede interior. And you know the reason for that? Because vegans, they don't like full leather. So if you just do part leather, you sort of meeting them halfway. Um, hey, what else What else is it gonna have? Um, it's gonna have um, basically everything you need, nothing you don't. And it's going to have dials. Um, so you've got your, your speedometer, fuel, battery, oil pressure, revs um and it's going to look like a watch from an issue of uh, the gq magazine very cool very youthful um and finally it's going to be a car that somebody like i don't know alan partridge for example <laughs> would say yes i would own that can i guess what the car is from from your description no, it's it's it, it doesn't have a name. It's just called the Matty Matty One. Yeah, <laughs> the Matty One. And it's definitely not influenced from anything else you've ever seen before. Well, or I think heard I of or heard of in this podcast today. I'm not sure you fully understood the uh, the theme this month, oh, Matty, which I, is why... <laughs> I, I thought about the theme, Bailey. Right, and I, I I thought right, I understand what he's saying here, but what's the point? You can prove me wrong with your idea but i was thinking viewers and listeners what is the point in me saying well yes i'm gonna have this and i'm gonna have this but it's gonna have door handles from a land rover discovery and it's gonna uh, like and it's gonna have the the engine from like 
you know, there's a reason. There's a reason why the Lexus IS two hundred exists, and it's because it's brilliant. So why not and just buy one of them? Because I did. And it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been brilliant if you didn't buy it. <laughs> no, it, I really. I forgot about that car up until I was looking for a new <laughs> exactly. one. <laughs> right. Um, well, in terms of what I've thought of, which is slightly different, but um, how the idea stemmed from was, you know, how like different or well, older supercars have used like bits from you know, crappy sort of cars. For example, the McLaren F1 used tail lights from a bus, I think. Mm. Um, well, that's how the idea I thought of for this podcast would uh, come from. Um, and I've, I don't know if you want to chip in a bit, Matty. Um, can. We can yeah. try and agree on bits. But uh, I was thinking, let's start off with having, what well, what engine would we put in it? What's the best engine ever made? And in my opinion, I think the Lexus LFA engine is the best engine because of, because of the noise it the, makes. Yeah, the, I was just about to say the sound out of it. Mm. Um, yeah, um, I'm sponsored by Lexus these days. So yeah, I would say that the LFA <laughs> yes. engine would be a good choice. Yep. Of course. So that's, we could put that engine in. Now the question is, it's, it's got to be rear wheel drive because that's the best type of drivetrain. Let's be mm. honest. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I'm about to buy a car rear-wheel drive, actually. Are you? Really? I am. Oh, you, have to, yeah. you have to tell me about it later. I will. Um, <laughs> in terms of the body, I mean, I suppose you can't really choose a body from a car. I suppose that would be sort of, you'd have to kind of design it and then choose bits to put on it. Okay. Um, so what is I this going to be? Is this going to be a, a coupe? Uh, supercar. Supercar, okay, mm. cool. So it's got the Lexus LFA engine. We've established that. I'm, I'm thinking having the driving position from the McLaren F1 so in the middle what, and two seats in the middle yes i think that'd be brilliant okay having them having the gearbox from a Mazda MX-5 a manual obviously has to be beefed up for the for the horsepower mm. <laughs> um and in terms of like i don't know like the front lights i don't know what what's, what car's got the best front lights do you reckon? Look, I know I slag off your Mazda MX-5, but this car has to have pop-up lights. It really does. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially um, for the aerodynamics as well, if you're thinking that deep into it. What's got the best pop-up lights? I'd say, what was it? The port Was it the Porsche 918 had pop-up lights? Yeah, but the one, the circular ones that sort of came up mm, the other way. They were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Ferrari F40, that's a possibility. Ferrari Daytona. Yes. I I reckon we should go with the Porsche, because that's unique, and that's why I like them. So we go for the Porsche front lights, um, rear lights. We'll make, the, we'll make those LEDs that are modernised, but we'll still have the pop-up sort of tilt on it. Um, rear lights, what do you think? It's got the best rear lights. Fiat I think some Prada. of the Audis. <laughs> no, because I think they look silly. You oh, say this as do. soon as I've got rid of it. You you, you wax lyrical now that I've no, seen I've got rid of it. Just, we just never talked about the rear lights on your Fiat Brava before. And now we have. I will say that they're not <laughs> the greatest. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Some of the, some of the rear lights on like Audis and BMWs are up there, I think. But modern Audis. Yeah. Or what about the lights on the Aston Martin Valkyrie? The rear lights. 
Because they're sort of like a, they're like a sort of they 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 might work quite well with the uh, the slick look that the car will have, Um, because they're sort of like rectangular, but they're also LEDs, so that could work. Yeah. Any, I think Aston Martin lights are up there as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I've just googled it. Yeah. Rear lights. Let's have a look. You know, even the lights from like the uh, the V8 Vantage, the new one. That sort of they go up. The uh, the Zagato lights are brilliant. Um, what do we reckon, Matty? Oh, the Aston Martin Vulcan. Those are good lights as well. It's a tricky one, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'm just I'm just weighing up the options now. I am drawn to the Valkyrie lights, though. Yeah. Especially. Well, let's, what let's sort of? I'm just looking as well. The spoiler. Would it have a spoiler? What sort of spoiler would it have? The spoiler from the new GT3. Because that looks really good. Or the Senna. McLaren Senna. Those are my two options, I think. Oh, the GT3. GT3, yeah, I think that's, that is a good wing, isn't it? Yeah. Because it sort of like hunches over, kind of like the Senna one does, but it just, it looks, it's sleek, it's not too, too much in, in your face sort of thing. So, okay, let's do rear, rear wing from GT3, the new one. Um, and then we just got to think about wheels and door mirrors and stuff. You wouldn't have those Audi camera mirrors, would you? Or No. <laughs> Traditional mirrors that are sporty, um, elegant. Look at the um, Pagani Hawara mirrors and see if you like those. Oh, yeah, they are a masterpiece. They are a work of art, then. Mm, I reckon those. They I think like wheels, wheels have got to be from an Italian car. The Italians do the best wheels. Um, you know, like the sort of agree, uh, yeah. like the pepper pot design, or if you want to go the other end of the spectrum, the sort of um, like gloss um, slatty sort of wheels that you see on modern Lamborghinis. Mm, yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking Lamborghini wheels would be good. Type in Matty Diablo SV wheels. I think that's the choice because they're chrome, but also they got black in the middle. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Definitely suit your car. Mm. Apparently, the, the Hyundai Nexus, Nexo, has got a good door handle. It's a flush one. The Hyundai Nexo d- design, whatever that is. What about the door handles from the Kia EV6, Matty? That's a contender. You always have one off, like the Range Rover or something. They seem to be similar to the Hyundai Nexo. Yeah. Okay, I think we got that then. So what we've so what we've established that it's going to have the engine from the Lexus LFA, the gearbox from the Mazda MX-5 that's beefed up, uh, central driving position, rear lights from the Aston Martin Valkyrie, um, uh, mirrors from the Bugatti Hawaira, and a door handles from a Hyundai. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> random car at the end. There and the front, kind of the front, you. the front lights were. What did we choose for the front lights again? I forgot. Porsche nine one eight was it? Nine one eight, and the rear wing was a nine eleven GT three. 
Yeah. Cool, and that is the perfect car. <laughs> now, uh, what, what would win in a race, yours or mine? Uh, because I've got the V10, I think mine. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more than possibly. Um, but there, uh, what do you think of that, Matty? Do you think that's a, a perfect car? I think that's a decent effort and manufacturers yeah. should take note. I agree. And on that note, I think that uh, wraps it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to uh, plug your social, Matty? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if uh, by now you don't know me and you'd like to see more of me, you can find uh, my channel on um, youtube.com slash Matty's Cars. Uh, you can follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, Matty's Cars YT. Um, and if you would like to um, see what I'm up to over the summer holidays, uh, you can follow my personal Instagram, Mattsgram99. Excellent. Thank you, Matty. Um, and that also goes for Bailey's girlfriend who is residing in the background on the Wi-Fi. Got to get the followers up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I'll put her in the thumbnail. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So, uh, yes, if you do want to subscribe to us, then you can do so down below because this is the, uh, this is the uh, video version which is going on YouTube. And obviously you can listen to Spotify and other versions on uh, the other bits of the internet. And if you want to follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok, it's Car Culture it right, something. Get it right. It's Car Culture YT on uh, TikTok and Car Culture underscore YT on Instagram. There we go. I remembered it. Didn't look at anything for that. <laughs> and obviously if you want well, to follow well. my personal... Instagram and look at me going away to a really hot country in about four days time then you can follow my Instagram baileypricket27 um, I think that wraps it up this time Matty doesn't it hopefully next month we'll have an guest um, we will have an guest and it should be a woman we were talking hopefully. about this before we come on and I think I have the perfect solution yes well the, the other woman Matty that we were meant to get on is now no longer busy so we could also ask her as well for a double whammy well not at the same time but you know next time after <laughs> anyway um, we'll see you next time bye <laughs>